show may contain massive amounts of entertainment. L- listener discretion is advised. KSL starts now. 877-KYLE-424. That's right, you can call us. 877-KYLE-424 is our toll-free number, which means there's no excuses, no long-distance fees for you guys. Do they even have long-distance fees anymore? Seriously? I feel like they don't. You can talk, Allison. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know. Oh, I was talking to you. So, oh. Allison joins us. This is your first I'm show back. back since December 9th. How do you feel? I feel amazing. This feels fun. This is crazy that you're here. This. I know. It's been ages. Uh, and, it's been a long and time. more. Yeah. So, you guys can join us on Ustream.tv slash Kyle Live. We're broadcasting live on there as well as uh, your cell phone, iPhone.KyleLive.com. So many ways to listen. There's really no excuses for that yeah. as well. <laughs> so so you can you can tune in on Ustream and our cameras. We should wave to the camera. Hey guys, that's that are listening up there. And then there's Ricky in the background. He'll he'll be picking up your calls. Eight seven seven Kyle four two four. Big day today. Corey Haim died this morning three thirty. You may remember him. He was uh, an eighties teenage heartthrob, and uh, he died from apparent drug overdose three thirty a.m. That sucks. Do you remember him? Do you did you uh, ever watch his movies? Um, I think the only movie that I saw was The Lost Boys. Right, yeah, he did The Lost Boys film and uh, Lucas, Murphy's Romance, License to Drive, Dream a Little Dream. And then I think I saw some of the two Corys that show that he was The reality on show. With Corey Feldman. And you know, it's funny, that show was on A&E and A&E, uh, they do the intervention show, which is all about like drugs and stuff. Oh, that's so true. how fitting that this would be on that network. That's really sad. Uh, not, you know, I, I, I feel horrible about this. I mean, I feel like all, then there was just the, uh, who was that, Ricky? I, I'm blanking out. Who's the kid who just died up in Vancouver? He left his apartment here. Oh, Cr- Koenig? Co- Andrew. Andrew, Andrew Co- Koenig. Uh, yeah, I can't remember his name. Man. He the, was on. Ricky's um, looking it up for us, so. Oh, gosh. What's that show that he was on? I can't remember any of these things right now. These what? details. Oh, my gosh. I'm way rusty. It's all right. We'll we'll get back into it. Ricky will let us know who that was. I can't even remember, which Andrew is horrible. Conan. But anyway, there's all these people that are. This is like the C list year for people that are for actors Murphy. that are. Okay, no, that's A list. Uh, she is A list. I would say um, she's A list. Yeah, I guess so. Gosh, watching the Oscars and seeing like that's like my least now, favorite part of the Oscars. The, the big deal about the Oscars, and this was, and we'll get back to Corey in a second. But the big deal about the Oscars, and you may have noticed, Farrah Fawcett wasn't in the mm. uh, you know memoriam or right. whatever. Is that what you call it? Memoriam? Memoriam, yeah. Yeah, so she wasn't in there, and that was kind of caused an uproar because Michael Jackson was, and he has like a very limited bio, if you will, or resume when it comes right. to film. So like, why is Michael Jackson in that? And not Farrah Fawcett. And well, not Farrah Fawcett. I, mean, I know the producers, this isn't really a good excuse, but they're saying, oh, well, she was more of a TV a- actress than a Right, film. I read that. But st- And they were like, oh, she got, you know recognize at the Emmys and stuff. But right. still, when you're somebody that's that high profile... But Farrah Fawcett was pretty big, though. I mean, she didn't moved she, from Did she film, do movies? I feel she like... moved from TV to film, I feel okay. like, didn't she? So then, yeah, there's there's no excuse. And it's Andrew Kon- Koenig. Yeah, that's that's right. who it is. What's the show? What was that show? Uh, for Growing Pains. Yes. Thank you, Growing Ricky. Pains. That's all Ricky right there. I couldn't <laughs> remember. Ricky. I know, uh, I couldn't either. For a time, a little bit. But anyway, so, so Corey Haim died 3.30 a.m., um, he was very open about his, uh, you know, his deal with drugs, actually. He was very, very open about it. And uh, it wasn't something that he tried to hide at all. Mm-mm. 
So, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, it's just weird. It's weird to me that, that these people are not. So it may have been accidental, too. That's the, that's the thing. It but may have been still, accidental. like, I, I mean, I've never taken prescription drugs for fun. Um, My screen's broken here. One second. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it just died on me. So I'm tr- there we go. Oh, okay. I have to do this little bang to get it to where I have to oh. screw something in the back. There. All right. You have to, like, do a little dance with it. Yeah. Um, okay, there we go. I've... What did I say? I've never taken prescription. I, I'm just scared of anything. I'm. I don't even take Tylenol, like when I have a headache. Like I don't take anything because I just don't. You just like get nervous it. about the sinus. No, I just like don't like taking medicine, and so it's really sad. And addiction, I I just it's something that I don't understand because I don't know. I just never feel like I could get, I could get to that place. Um, but I was reading that what's oh, here we go. Aunt Adrian Curry is that her name? Adrian Curry. Adrian Curry. She was on Twitter talking, saying some not nice things about Corey Haim. Haim Corey Haim, yeah. Um, she was just saying, hold on, I'm trying to find it right now. <clears throat> Something about you know, like oh, like Corey Haim died. This that is what happens when you can't grow the f up and kick the habit. Sadly, most who don't who start don't stop. A waste of a beautiful life. Drugs don't kill people. People kill themselves with drugs. But here's the thing, though. Like all this stuff. This is what intervention does on A&E so well. Is they, they show you this. They take you into the these people's lives. The disease. Yeah. Exactly. So this is not something that's necessarily, control. uh, necessarily controllable. I exactly. Know. So it's a bigger deal than that, I think. I mean, I think uh, it's easy for somebody who doesn't have that disease to say, hey, listen, I, you know, uh, it, it's like replace that with cancer. You can't cure that right, right away. You can kick it. Uh, if you take the right steps for the most part, but not everyone's going to kick the drug hat. I mean, it's I not, it's not like something like you just decide, okay, I'm going to stop today. Exactly. You can't be like, yeah, and listen, some people may be better at that than others. True. But it's a big, I, I, that's not, you know, you can't take that lightly. I mean, this kid had a problem Yeah. and it's really sad. It got the best of him. It's really um, sad. Now, Haim actually reportedly suffered a drug induced Stroke back in 2001 when he was rushed to UCLA right. Medical Center. And uh, so he's had this problem for some time. It's not like, you know, it's not like this is a new thing at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my phone's ringing over. Oh. Uh, I, I told you guys, I'm like, guys, make sure your phone's on yeah. vibrate. I swear I did. Th- it is on vibrate. My phone is on vibrate right now, guys. And it's still ringing. It just lied. I'm so happy I'm not in court right now. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's uh, I would never be in court. Oh, so now this is the two Corys. This is the television show on A and E, uh, and this is kind of the summary of the show. Haim is quite the challenging house guest and pushes the Feldmans. So he was he was living with Corey Feldman, who was also I think the Lost Boys and a couple films with him as well. But anyway, Haim is quite the challenging house guest and pushes the Feldmans to their breaking point. Things have changed drastically since the two Corys were together last. Corey Feldman is now a married man, a neat freak, a devout vegetarian, a non-smoker, and an animal activist. Corey Haim, on the other hand, loves to eat meat. He's a smoker, he's single, and he's a slob. Sounds a lot like me. How long will they all last under the same roof? I'm kidding, I'm not a smoker. But how long will they last under the same roof? That was the idea of the the whole show. show. I think Corey Feldman's getting divorced now. I mean, this was this was right. This what was, it was then like when it was, but now he's good. Yeah, I think so. I I hope I'm correct on that. Well, if you're not, our I don't want to start a rumor. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly, just, he's getting divorced. Yeah, I th- 
could have sworn I read that, but I've been in like a time warp. So you've been, now tell us a little bit about uh, what's going on with you. You've uh, you've been gone. Obviously, you couldn't be here last week. You've been traveling. I've been gone for pretty much the last two months. I was in Kentucky, then Detroit, then Portland, then Chicago, then Kentucky, then Cincinnati, then Dallas. Holy man, yeah. you, you're everywhere now. Are there uh-huh. any funny stories from these auto shows that you've been working at? Oh, funny stories. Well, there was one. Tell me some guy like it was not really funny, I guess, but some oh, guy okay. was this past weekend. Um, <clears throat> kind of an older man was walking through our booth, the Kia booth at the Dallas Auto Show, and um, we just started talking. Uh, Olivia and I, this other lady that I work with, and he tells us that just he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry that I'm speaking a little bit slow. I just had heart surgery two days ago," and we were like you had heart surgery two days ago and you're now you're walking around the auto show. <laughs> did you think and, he was lying at first, by the way? Like, did he seem no, like he had heart surgery? Well, he, I mean, he just seemed like older and a weak. little bit like, yeah. Weak. How old was he? Would you say? 78. Oh, so he was like definitely an older guy. This wasn't yeah. like he was in his fifties or anything. no, like 78. Okay. I think he actually told us he was 78. Um, he told you guys a lot of info. Yes. He obviously wanted to tell a story because Two days prior, he was flying to Montana with his wife so he could take care of his grandchildren while I think their parents went on vacation or something. Got it. And they had to emergency land in Denver and rush him to the hospital because his artery was like 90% closed going to his heart. And so he, his like wife thought he was dead on the airplane. He, so he passed out. Yeah. It wasn't like he had a major heart attack because he was still flowing. He was like, but it's like he went unconscious basically. Yeah. And he like. Wow. Yeah. So they had to go and do the surgery where they had to like open up the artery. And they said since it was so close, like 90% closed, that it was a really dangerous surgery because right. they could like burst could the artery something or something because they'd have to get this like little thing in there to open it up. So all this happened like two days prior to him. So then he had to come back to Dallas and he was like, well, you know, the auto show only comes once a year. I didn't want to miss it. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, Ricky, you know, Ricky was telling me uh, before we started the show, we started prepping early this morning, but Ricky was telling me that he'd like never would ever miss an auto show or something like that, right? You would never miss At, one. In Chicago? Yeah. He's, Ricky's from Chicago as well. And, and he uh, he was saying, yeah, how like, you, you know, he's devout. He would it's never. It's the same thing in like Detroit, you know, people, the lady that cut my hair this morning, she's from Detroit and she said, oh my God, I went to the auto show every year. And I was like, gosh, I, I grew up, I've never, never went to an auto show ever in my life. It's so I didn't funny. Know and then here were. you are working at them. Yeah. Six now. years and counting. It's amazing. Um, But yeah, I mean, so much has happened. I mean, I'm trying to remember like Detroit, the the Audi display, which was right across from us, caught on fire. Oh, you told me about that. I remember that story. Yeah, and we story. all had to evacuate, and it was like so fun. You tweeted a picture, I think. I think uh, so. Yeah, because my whole team, we had, we stopped and took a picture. That's so fun. Even though there, there was like, there was like explosions. Smoke. And I mean, it was like black smoke, everything. And we're like, oh, let's pose for a team picture. Audi was like, um, you know, the, the, like the, Audi had to the, move their cars because they had some of their concept cars. So oh like, no, right? Their people, like me, their product specialist, had to like jump in the cars and move them because it, it was the lights. Above. So you guys have keys for these things? Yeah. So you have keys to all your cars? Yeah. I guess to unlock them and stuff. Well, no, they're all unlocked, but just in case if. So you guys are trained, like if there's a fire. No, to hop- I've never been trained to do. Like I don't know. I would. You're run. not trained at all. And neither are they. They just out of instinct, like there's. 
fire like right. things are falling so they didn't want to ruin these thousands of dollars of cars. hopefully they got a raise or something or a free Audi I don't know that they, they, nice. any, like there's a couple of them they've never seen them again there are a couple cars missing no well, there was deal. a girl that ended up in the hospital because of smoke inhalation yes that's horrible uh-huh yeah, it wow, was really that's a, bad. That's really actually bad. quite amazing to me that uh, that that would even be possible at one of these events. But I guess it is. It is. This happens yeah. rarely. It was something melted in the. That's amazing. I love auto shows. That they're fun. Chicago was a fun one. It was actually really exhausting for Kia because we had so much going on. It was like a circus. Our again, we were across from Audi, and our booth was busier than Audi. That's amazing. Most of the time. I wonder why. I wonder why they're changing their image over it. Well, have you seen the new commercial for the Sorrento? It like ran during the Super Bowl. It's like all the sock monkey and like all the animals come to life. Yes. Well, we have like stand up of like all of those animals. So the kids probably are like. And kids go crazy. Like I've never even heard of these kids Are they from Yo Gabba Gabba, by the way? Yes. Yes. Okay. I was going to say. The red guy. When I saw that, I was like, my little cousins watch the show. I had no idea. Like I recognized the sock monkey. There's like a teddy bear. I was like, okay, like I get it. And we got this print out of like all all the, the, um, the characters or whatever means something, you know, about the car, like the teddy bear. It's like comfort and safety and like, Oh, I get it. So they're parallel. Everything. Yes. Is, is describing this rento, but kids go crazy. And this kid was like, Muno. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And she's like, yo, Gabba, Gabba. And I was like, are you speaking are you a crazy? different language? Yeah. I had no idea like this show even existed. The show's funny because they have, yo, Gabba, yeah, if you guys have never seen it, it's so funny because it has <laughs> these characters, are, like it has these crazy toys that come to life basically. And there's this DJ who like runs the toys or whatever. <laughs> and uh, and then there's like guest stars that are like big stars. Really? Big stars come on the show. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh like God. really famous people on almost every episode come wow. on and like so teach like a dance. Sesame Street. Yeah, like Sesame Street. Exactly. There was this little boy in Dallas. He saw Muno and then his mom was like, okay, it's time to go. He started crying and he goes, no, I want to stay here with Muno. And Muno literally stands with his hand up, like waving high. Right. His mom goes, but Muno doesn't do anything all day except for stand like this. And he's like, no, like crying, gripping this like cardboard cutout. I was like, oh my God. I, wish I did I that could- recently <laughs> to a cardboard cutout, Ryan Seacrest. I was like, no, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, then so I realized was- he wasn't going anywhere. <clears throat> yeah, it was really funny. Uh, that's hilarious. Now, did you watch? Did you watch the Oscars at all? I did. I worked an opening shift so that I could specifically get back to my hotel room to watch the Oscars. Oh, nice. Okay. I'm. I never miss an Oscar. You're so. a devout Oscar watcher. I am. Mm-hmm. I had to watch them on DVR. I was actually here in the studio that night, and I was just oh. I couldn't tear myself away from this amazing show that we have. You workaholic. So I, listen, just a little bit. Uh, so this is a big deal because. Catherine Bigelow took Best Picture for Hurt Locker, which was a great movie, by the way. I never saw it. It was a fantastic film. But this is what's crazy. Her ex-husband was James Cameron, who was also nominated for Avatar. I cannot believe that they beat out Avatar. I know. That's a big deal. And, and you know what's funny, too? I guess, and this is what I was talking to people about. Avatar, I guess when James Cameron went up there to accept for Titanic... He was kind of a jackass. I don't remember exactly what he said. I wish we had that audio clip for you guys. We don't. But I don't remember exactly what he said. Anyway, he said some jackass things, though, is what I've, I've been told and what I kind of remember vaguely. And so he politically, off yeah, pissed off the, the academy. academy. And so politically, they're like, screw James Cameron and his stupid, you know, $20 billion movie. And we're going to go ahead and uh, nominate Locker and make them win. So, Oh, my God. You think it's that? I wonder how political. No, I just wonder. Interesting. I, I I I didn't see enough of the movies to really make 
an educated decision on who should win. But I really liked Inglorious Bastards and I wanted them to win. See, I actually fell asleep during that film. Well, you're crazy. Inglorious Bastards to me was like a great film in the beginning. And then it just, dra- like, there was, a, you know, I like Tarantino, but his style is somewhat, I, you know. I was on the edge of my seat the whole movie. Really? Yes. I got to rewatch it. I and think I missed it. After it was over, I was like, I want to watch it all over again. Okay. So, in that. Well, you know who was amazing? Who was happy who took the uh, best supporting? Oh, God. Was Christoph Waltz? Yes. Christopher? Yeah. Christoph? Well, whatever his name is. He speaks like five languages. Uh, Great, He's great performance. I Brilliant. thought that was one thing out of that. I was like, dude, that his performance is unbelievable. Like when the when when he's like in there banging on the, he's like uh, something about rats and milk. Would you give a rat the milk or whatever? Oh. And like and he's banging on, and they're yeah. all all the Jews are underneath the floor. It's the opening yeah. scene or whatever, right? Killer scene, so good, and it was like so long. But I I loved, and that's every why I fell asleep. It was late movie. when I saw that. See, you should watch it again. I I I, I want to see it again and just kind of take it all in. But yeah, it was huge for Catherine Bigelow. Here's what, here's I mean, what, it was huge for women too because it was the well, first, it's her first woman director, director right. to get nominated or to win. How did you feel about that? I thought it was great. I mean, I, I was really excited. I it just made me wish I saw the movie. Um, I thought it was interesting. I guess she, it's hard to get excited about it if you didn't see it. I know, but um, I thought it was interesting that she had a better seat than James Cameron as well. Did you notice that? I didn't notice that. She at was all. sitting a row ahead of him, and I was like, "Ooh, they're oh, really, they're really sticking it maybe in. it really is political." That's interesting. Well, you know, speaking about somebody being like rude, what about that lady that won for costume or makeup when she was like, "Well, I already have two of these." Oh, it's did like, you see that? It's like, I, 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 yes, I. I, do I was like, um, very. Uh, I was like, like, why would, like, she's like, oh, okay, This is being broadcast another... to, like, 50 million people. Uh, and I was like, well, that's going to be your last. Because it just, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure she didn't mean for it to come across that rude. She was probably really nervous. And she, I probably, she wasn't nervous. And she was just trying to be, like, funny. And I think it just came off as, like, really pretentious. Right, instead of being, yeah. There's a fine line between those two. Because you can be pretentious and hilarious at the same time. Because it almost is like, you're saying it sarcastically. But when you yeah. say it seriously, that's a whole nother thing. Yeah, it was just like, oh. But then she, you know, dedicated it to all the people that, you know, work on no budgets and all that. Right. So she kind of redeemed herself a little bit. Here's what Catherine Bigelow said uh, backstage at Sunday's show. She downplayed everything. Uh, this, is what he, this is what she said about uh, James Cameron. I think he's an extraordinary filmmaker. I have to say all the nominees are phenomenal, powerful, talented filmmakers. And what an honor. For me, how humbling it was to be in that company, in that conversation. So I have to say, for me, it's a very humbling experience. Hmm. That's very what a really uh, gracious. What a very gracious yeah. thing. Um, it's just really. I, I don't think she thought she'd she'd win. You don't think she thought she was going to? No, not at all. There's no way. I think she really was surprised. I think genuinely she was surprised. Of being the first female to be named Best Director, Bigelow said, I hope I'm the first of many. And of course, I'd love to just think of myself as a filmmaker. And I long for the day when a modifier can be a moot point. But I'm ever grateful if I can inspire some young, intrepid, tenacious male or female filmmaker and have them feel that the impossible is possible and never give up on your dream. What a cool thing to say. That is a cool thing to say. She, uh, yeah, that is just an amazing... You know what's funny too? When I saw that movie, I had no... I mean, this is very sexist, but I had no idea... That it was directed by a, a, a you know a woman, and when I found out, I was like, "She wow, she knows about war and that kind of stuff. Like, can make a movie that good?" <laughs> I was like, "Really? That's funny. Is that possible?" I don't know. I don't know anything Apparently. about war. <laughs> Apparently, she did. I, uh, I don't know. She did a good job. 
I just everybody uh, that that worked on that film, like when they got up there to talk, like I just they seemed like this huge family. Like they were all so supportive of each other, and like so, it was so fun to watch them win their awards because it just they just seemed so surprised, right? Um, which I liked. I like that about you know it's just you know what I like about Hollywood in in general is how friendly everyone is to each other at those it's like all the celebrities are somehow intertwined because they've all worked together at some point and it's very like a family thing yeah you know what I was thinking too and I thought of this before and I don't know if we talked about this but what if somebody bombed the Kodak theater or something like during that time would like Hollywood would we have movies anymore like big movies or would the studios be like would this open up a whole new listen guys I'm not saying I'm going to do this I'm just saying would it open up the doors for filmmakers like young filmmakers who like because there would be no I mean there would be very few people that are it's like blowing up Air Force One while everyone's in there you know oh my gosh what would you do and then like all even teen stars would be gone like Zac Efron was there and right exactly we'd have a whole new Stewart and Taylor which I wouldn't have been so mad about listen (laughs) yeah enter Allison Tyler (laughs) yeah and then there's Allison Tyler accepting the award for best female everything yeah uh Um, for like night academy that what would you no say if night watcher if, if night watcher actually uh won an academy award and you were best actress what would you say what would be the first thing you'd, you'd say mom and mom dad i did it that's the first thing i would say i won mom and dad I, and that'd be now your that'd time's coming down thing. you have 30 seconds left what would you say okay i can't do this just try go for no it. this is not this is i have to like oh this is so funny i went over to a rehearsal for an acting class one time we like used to do it at each other's houses and somebody lived with an oscar winning i think he did costume or something and i went i saw it and i was like oh my it was on the mantle and i went up to it and i almost touched it and then i was like no the first one i touch is going to be my own yeah. <laughs> and they thought i was like crazy That's they're like what I are like, you doing no. i like, got so close to that's it. pretty cool though yeah there's some Emmys around by our studio. There's some places that have won Emmys and stuff around here. And, and I've like, I actually, there was another studio uh, just down the, the area here in mm-hmm. Santa Monica. And I was in there and they have like a bunch of Emmys there. And I was like touching them. I was like, wow, these are beautiful. Wow. They're so beautiful. Like uh, how great would that look on the desk for the, for you stream people? I know. They could look in and see so our, nice. we should get a podcasting Emmy. Okay. That would be, we should plan on that. We'll figure that out. Okay. We'll figure that out. Yeah. Um, how come there isn't an Oscar for horror film? Well, because I think that's a tough, yeah, cause they're all cheesy. I don't know. It's they're a good question though. I just, they did like a horror, you know, montage. Best and then picture. I was like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Why don't, why don't they have, but I guess horror films have won in the past though, right? Have any, Oh, have they? Oh wait, I'm thinking, oh yeah, I guess there isn't like genres. There's no genres. The at, yeah. That's like, you confused okay, me. Sorry. I was sorry. Now I, I realize like Emmys has like best comedy, best drama. Right. I guess. But Emmys is a little more like, because you could win technical Emmys, you could win, I guess you could win technical Academy Awards as well. True. But like, but I you, mean, I'm talking about like the, the work itself is right. it's just, they're all in one category. Right, right. I was really glad Sandra Bullock won. And she she had a great uh, speech. afterwards, a great speech afterwards uh, she, in, in, her, in the publicity, you know, in the, the press room or whatever. She oh. Just, she, it was, she was so funny. Yeah. What I a mean, sweet woman. I love her. I may have a little crush on her. I'm not too sure. I think I do too. Um... Check this out. Yeah, so you've heard about this congressman uh, who admits to like, uh, you know what I'm talking about? No, but tell me. His name's Eric Mass of New York, and uh, he quit Congress after sexual harassment uh, allegations surfaced. And uh, Tuesday, he did say that he did grope a staffer, but he said it wasn't sexual. What, does that, on, uh, what does that mean? You groping, grope somebody? You're and grabbing then, them. No, I know, but like, it's not sexual. 
Well, I don't know. So exactly every time that, that you like grab my arm, I can say that was sexual harassment. But I think he gra- he did something else. I think I think it was bigger than that. I'm oh, not okay. quite. He grabbed her <laughs> left boob. Uh, oh. I, I don't know. I'm that guy's. That's totally making that up. By the way, okay. that's not accurate. Do not go out and quote that. Uh, appearing on Glenn Beck's show on the Fox News Channel, uh, Mass said, "I'm telling you, I was wrong." He also recanted his statement that he was forced out of Congress saying, I forced myself out. Here, actually, I have an audio clip. Do you guys want to hear this? Yeah. This is him talking to uh, Glenn Beck. Chris, just listen to this. I'm telling you, I was wrong. My behavior was wrong. What was wrong about it? I should have never allowed myself to be as familiar with my staff as I was. I never translated from my days in the Navy to being a congressman. Okay. Interesting. So he was really comfortable with the staff, obviously. What's wrong with that? Well, he there did. Needs to be well, like he was like, dirty. well, yeah, of course. He's in Congress. He needs to be. There needs to be a line drawn. There needs to be some well, sort. I of, agree, but like, I think you can still be really familiar with your staff. You just you can't, can't grope them. Yeah, yeah, that's horrible. That's horrible. Mm. Uh, here's another one from. Can you imagine transporting back to this today? It, lo- it looks like an, an orgy in Caligula. That's him. He was showing Glenn Beck a Navy book with photos from 1983. He was actually in the Navy before uh, he became a congressman. And that's what he was talking about in the, the quote before. But anyway, it's just interesting kind of what's happening with this. I don't know too much about it at all. Yeah. But it's just fascinating to see like these congressmen, these people in these high you know, political chairs or whatever uh, doing these things. It's always fascinating it, to me that they'd be that open. Like they, they do they trust that many? Like they're going to it's going to happen. They're going to be sought out. These stories are going to emerge. They're going to surface. Right. People are going to know about it. It just doesn't, know. you know. Well, I think it just reminds us that everybody's human and everybody makes mistakes. Right. Um, nobody's perfect. But at the same time, I think they're, I, I don't know. It's like, why is, I mean, does this just happen all the time with people everywhere and it just people in office right, or just, in the public eye, it gets exactly. talked about? Who knows? Or is it just like this power thing where it's like, oh, I have a little bit of power and they like to feel entitled to, you know, whatever. I think it's probably a balance of both. It's a balance of both. I think you're right. Because some guy in the Midwest, you know, Midwest father probably, you know, most likely I think wouldn't be doing that because he's not in for. Listen, I'm totally generalizing right now, Mm -hmm. but some guy uh, who has a job, you know, nine to five, who's, you know, uh, making a decent living, probably not going to be doing these things. He's probably going to be focused on family. But you never know. Like they could be so bored that they want to like do something, you know, I feel that that is where it can happen a lot is like in the Midwest when people just like do their nine to fives and they take their kids to this and this and that. And then they, it's almost easier to hide behind that than like, I feel like they, People just get, I don't know, there's just like the, the world is so weird right now where it's like all this like celebrity and fame and like what can I do to like get my 15 minutes and Oh, and I'm going to launch like a balloon this, with like, my kid in it. Quote, yeah, they quote. just like want to this like this adventure, like they need adventure in their lives and they're going about it the wrong way. I think you're absolutely right. And it's so easy too, just with new media and like exactly. look at us, we're broadcasting live to the world right now. That's amazing. I mean, like, think about technology. And just 20 years ago, mm-hmm. you couldn't do any of those. We didn't, we, you, you didn't even have a pager. I mean, the internet, like, is is brilliant, but it's also, I feel like, it's dangerous. deadening our society. Oh, right. Well, I guess it's, you can, it's easy to hide behind the things on the net, right. too. Well, speaking of politics and <laughs> that stuff. That just got really deep. That got really deep, guys. <laughs> we, all our listener, our listener account uh, went down there. <laughs> Sorry, guys. People are like, I'm going to unsubscribe from this yeah, show. Yeah, they're like, I, I thought this was comedy. Yeah. <laughs> This is the wrong section. (laughs) Check this out. The first gay weddings were held in Washington, D.C. on Tuesday morning in a joint ceremony at the Human Rights Campaign's headquarters. Three same-sex couples were among the first to exchange vows under the city's new law. 
The Washington Post reports. Said a referend Dwayne Johnson of the Metropolitan Met <laughs> I love reading these words. I can't like I can't pronounce anything today. Metropolitan Community Church of Washington, who uh, officiated the ceremony, said, Today, the love that you have recognized in your heart is recognized by the District of Columbia. And I have a clip of that, too. Listen, this is actually him, uh, you know, making the vow, or whatever. What do you call that? Making the vows? Producing the wedding? Being the guy? What do you call that? When you're up on stage? Like, what does a reverend do? What is that called? Officiate Officiate the marriage? Officiate. Here's the clip. Today, the love that you have recognized in your heart is recognized by the District of Columbia. And so, at this moment, by the authority vested in me by the District of Columbia, I now proclaim you to be legally married. Celebrate with another kiss. <laughs> Hallelujah! They were married. Uh, how do you feel about that, Allison? I think that's great. I think this is, um, I mean, I didn't, I thought for some reason DC was against this. Maybe I'm just thinking about like a church that was against it and it was going to be happening and the church was against it and they were going to stop like. Well, by the way, I love how DC, you can get married legally if you're gay, but here in California, you can't. We're like the most progressive state supposedly. So it's interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. I find that all so fascinating to me. I know. Well, I just think it's a matter of time before this is going to be a all figured out and- thing. It just, you know what? It like people are at different stages with it. Some people are like 100% for it. Some people are 100% against it. And, it, and it then there's time. a lot of people in between that are just, you know, it's it's just a new way a new of, way of doing thinking. Things. Yeah. Right. And it's just the same thing. Like how it's an old way of doing been. things. Yeah. It's, like, it's a new way of considering things. It just takes time for everybody to get on the same page. And you know what? There's never, not everybody's going to be on the same page, but that's how it is right. with everything. Um, all right. So moving on from these real deep topics Serious like that are issues. like, none of this is funny whatsoever. So <laughs> Allison and I apologize to I'm you like for bringing you. I'm like nervously laughing just to be like, like <laughs> this is so deep and political. Uh, we should be under politics on iTunes. Gosh, yeah. So check this out. What are your dating deal breakers? Have those deal breakers changed over the years? That's what I want to know. 877-KYLE-424. Hey, we maybe won't get any calls again today like we did the last show. This is so, <laughs> I feel like so unloved right now. Uh, listen to this. So these are, uh, this author of Mr. Good Enough, her name's Lori Gottlieb, and uh, she says there's a big difference between making smart compromises and settling. So ladies, listen up. This is for you, Allison. Here are five basic things you should try to overlook on your way to love. So if okay. you guys are looking for love, these are things that you need to really stop focusing on. I'll see if... Um I've gotten over some of these things. What is height? Don't pass on an amazing man who meets more important criteria just because you might have to wear flats on occasion. I've gotten over that. Hunter. Hunter was only an inch taller than me. Okay, so you... So I got over it. So you really wanted real tall guys? No, I mean, I, it didn't keep me from dating him. Got it. Okay, I understand. Yeah. Now, you're getting married coming up here really soon. Not to Hunter, but to another guy. Yeah. <laughs> so how tall is he? He's six one. So, so you. So it ended up. It ended up being a big deal. <laughs> he, no, that had nothing for the marriage to do. thing. <laughs> That's not why I'm marrying Tim. Is because he's. Tall. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna show him the show and be like, dude, you may want to reconsider. <laughs> She's really superficial. She's Allison, marrying you for your height. <laughs> no, it just ended up that way. Like it's. I don't know. It had nothing. Now you met him online, right? You guys were, you guys dated online for a while. (laughs) Did you consider his online dating profile? Don't get Uber specific with your search filters, Allison. You'll eliminate too many people you have real things in common with. Choose real deal breakers only. 
Like, does he want kids? Not what color his eyes are. I've never done the online dating thing. So I don't know. I mean, I don't. I just was really old fashioned and I never got that advanced technologically. Technologically. She has a hard time with the computer as it is anyway. <laughs> yeah. So she's I just, like my, she still uses MySpace. She's like, how do I, okay. Face, oh my God. I forgot that? about MySpace. I, know, I right? think I deleted my account. Or people no, use that for to. dating in high school. But yeah, you know, I know a lot of people that have met people online and they're married and they're right. really happy. And I think that's, I think people get, especially when it's like that, it's, everything's like listed for you. You just, it's like, just be open, you know, you right. pick the things that are important to you. Not like stupid, his eye like color. his eye color. So what about his occupation? Yes, business execs can be sexy and charming, but aren't necessarily the best partners. So what about that cute elementary school teacher? Sure, his salary might not be six figures, but you already know he's good with kids. So, well, you don't necessarily know that, I guess, but you can assume. If you're an elementary school teacher, you um, know he's good with kids. Oh, right. I guess you that's have to be an elementary. Yeah. No, but he, not necessarily. He could be like some evil guy. Oh, that's true. Let's um, not get into that. But what about his occupation? What about Tim's occupation? Were you, was that something you I think it was a deal breaker? I mean, no, but I can't really say because he has a good job. And so I don't, right. I never knew. I guess I've dated people in the past that I was like, I don't think I could be with somebody that has this profession. What profession was that? In the entertainment industry. Adult film? No. <laughs> <laughs> you make me laugh. No, just like, you know, acting and modeling. Okay. I well, just, I don't know. There's just certain, but that's just. There's certain things that like I would be a deal breaker I think if it was meant to be. I could get over it, but I just, it was something in the back of my head. Like, I don't think I could be with somebody that had this right. profession. I get that. I understand that. Cause it's, it, you know, it's hard to, uh, Kathy has a hard enough time with me doing this kind of stuff. Cause it's like, it takes a ton more time, time than you realize. Yeah. There's like no time for your, to be together for your loved one. Mm-hmm. What about his age? It might be prudent to avoid the very young and the very old, but if you're not having any luck with guys exactly your age, it's time to broaden the age group. Seriously, you aren't getting any younger either. Do you want to become... Do you want to be with someone without a wrinkle or someone who will still find you attractive in 10 years? I got over the age thing. I used to only date older and then I dated Hunter. And then you went real young. You went for the uh, middle schoolers. I became a cougar. and um, <laughs> I became a cougar at 20. It was crazy. I think that, like, I think people do focus too much on age. They'll be like, oh, I need somebody that's 27 and right. above. And it's like, why? Like, just because, I mean, most guys take a long time to mature doesn't mean that all guys. So you can go younger. Is it weird that I've dated girls in their 30s before? No. And being in my early 20s, is that strange to you? Um, I don't think because so. I didn't care about age. They yeah. were really like really cool, you know. And, that's and I just, good. Uh, now Kathy's younger than me, but not by much. It's uh, it seems to be working out thus far. Um, how he compares to my type. Ever have your opinion of someone change as you get to know them? Exactly. Just because he's not your type right off the bat doesn't mean you should discount him entirely. Does he make you laugh? Is he kind? Get rid of deal breakers that don't help you find a quality partner. I never knew. I've, Do you I, have a type? I don't. I don't know what my type is. Well, Tim's like, your type I've, now. He should yeah, be, right? Well, duh. But like every, I think growing up, it's like, oh, I want somebody tall, dark, and handsome. Tall, my dark, and handsome. It was really broad. My boyfriends are were blonde. So I just I, wanted a woman with big <laughs> knockers. I was like, give me some big boobies and I'll be happy. <laughs> oh, Kyle. Is that is that superficial? Just just <laughs> a little bit. That's my type. Listen, just, uh, <laughs> have a good smile, some uh, decent... Eye. No, I'm kidding. I'm not that superficial. I Too like, bad Heidi Montag's already taken. Damn it. <laughs> Heidi, 
Heidi 3.0. Oh, Lord. Dang it. I was so excited about that. Now, before we move on to weird news, I just want to I just want to talk about the top spring break destinations. And I want to see if you've ever been to any of these. But these are uh, important to go. You know, it's important to go big on spring break. And these are uh, really cool places to go. And this is an order of one to ten of these top places. Number one's Cancun. Never been there. It's amazing. I went there when I was 17 or 18. It was so much fun. I think everyone should go like one time. Give it like five days. Have a blast. Acapulco. Never been there. Party cruise to Freeport, Bahamas. Nope. Mazatian. <laughs> Mazatian. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Mazatlan. It is? It's Mazatlan, isn't it? Mazatlan? See the silent T there? Okay, Ricky, thank you. I don't speak Spanish. It's south of uh, San Dimas on the west coast. Oh, uh, no, Mexico. never been there. South Padre Island? No. Jamaica? Nope. And this is like, this is basically the itinerary for Girls Gone Wild, by the way. Like, we're going to... <laughs> and I've never been to any of these places. Panama City Beach? No. Well, maybe. Puerto Vallarta? No. Puerto, did, I, did I say that right? Puerto, Puerto Vallarta. Puerto Vallarta. No. Nassau, Bahamas? No. Cabo San Lucas? No, but I'm going there in, Me- in Mexico. <laughs> I'm going there in August. <laughs> yes, that is in Mexico. I feel uh, like I might have been to Panama City Beach. Now, you know what's funny? Uh, these places, I've only been to one of them, but it sounds like a blast some of these here. Like Maziatin? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go try to Google that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so have we got any calls yet, Ricky? Coming through. No call. 877-KYLE-424. Guys, come on. Just give us one call today. Oh, my God. I see a tear. Kyle's crying. <laughs> this is horrifying. What ha- I love how when we had like Probably. a shitty system without a call screen or everything, we'd get like 200 calls a show on Skype and we wouldn't be able to pick up any. And then when we did, they'd hang up because it was a horrible system. Yeah, it crashed a lot. Now we have zero calls and we have like a cool system. So come well, on. I think when we get back into the groove, yeah, and no, we, we'll get our callers back. Yeah, we don't have that many listeners and stuff right now, live. Because we're also not doing the show at like a planned time. Oh, here we go. Someone is calling right now. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to try to see if we can get... Let's see if we'll get it with Ricky oh here. Oh my God, this is so fun. Yeah, I think I might have been to Panama okay. City Beach. Yeah, I don't know. I, I want to go to... Uh, let's see, out of all these, I want to go to Acapulco, I think. Where is that? Uh, Mexico? I want to say it's in Mexico. Isn't it a Mexican restaurant? I feel like that it's actually, I feel like that it's a, uh, no, I don't think so. Margaritaville is what you're thinking of. No, no, no. I think I'm thinking of something called Alcoboco or it's like, it begins with an A. I I really, uh, I don't know. I I really do. I really do want to go to uh, Cancun again. That was fun. Um, all right, so we'll see. We have uh, we have Russell, uh, who's from San Diego. He's 19 on the line. Oh. So I'm glad that we, we pushed for callers to call yes. you. Let's see what Russell's... Hey, Russell, are you with us? Yes. Hi. Yes. Russell joins us. Hi, now. guys. How are you? Very good. Hey, just wanted to say I'm so excited you guys are back. I listened to you guys, two guys and a girl, for a long time. Aww. And you guys are finally back, and I'm so excited. Hunter's not there, which is sad, but hey... I know. Two is better than nothing, right? That's right. And you know, true. listen, we have we have Ryan now, Ryan Bassford for me, who's great, he's hilarious. And as soon as uh Allison's done traversing the globe at these auto shows, we're gonna start doing the shows all three of us together, and it will be more two guys and a girl esque. Yes. Excited, I'm excited. So Russell, do you want to go to any of these places at all for spring break? I've been to Los Cabos. How was that? I've been there. It was a lot of fun. Um, went down there, and it's it's what you would expect. It's 
wild and crazy and <laughs> that just like free for all feeling of just do whatever party and you know so you're 19 right <laughs> now how old were you when you went on this vacation i was actually 16 when i went <laughs> and obviously you were getting drunk down there right yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, definitely had to make sure that you're with friends. You're not obviously going alone. I hope no one's going oh, alone. Oh, gosh, that would be horrible. Would be... Can you imagine that? Like That's being in Mexico by yourself, piss-ass drunk, stumbling we, around the city? Even in a place as modernized as Las Cabo and like commercialized, I think it would still be scary. I still right. think you might be taken Wait, advantage of, you know? How, right. how old do you have to be to drink down there? Does it matter? They, well, from my experience, they didn't even Card you once. ask or anything. They just said, hey, what do you want to drink? And, <laughs> you know. I don't think they really care. I think it's kind of a free-for-all. Yeah, they probably just want to yeah. make money. Do whatever you want kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So did you watch the Oscars yeah. as well, Russell? I did. Yes, I did. How'd Not you... all of it, but I caught the beginning. How'd you feel about it? I thought it was good. Um, I thought that... Um, George Clooney looked a little drunk in the beginning. Did anyone else? Oh, um, yes, he carried right. a flask. He had a flask in his jacket. Really? Yeah. Oh. He's, he was like drinking the whole time. Is he an alcoholic? He <laughs> I don't know, but I just read that he had a flask. <laughs> yeah, I'm not lying. I want to see that again. I need a DVR. I like go back on the DVR and check that out. What were you going to say, Russell? He looked very like he was like stumbling around and making very odd facial expressions. Yeah, he and for someone who's supposed to be, you know, there and kind of, I, I, I don't know. I, it, it's just weird to me because, you know, Allison would know because she's in the biz. But wouldn't you want to put like your best face on and yes. kind of present yourself Absolutely. in a manner that, you know, is like your best? George Clooney doesn't care, I think. He's just kind of like, whatever. <laughs> I'm George Clooney. I can do whatever the hell I want. Yeah, seriously. But, like, I, I'm with you, Russell. Like, I, if I were nominated, he was nominated. Like, if you had to get there and give a speech and you're, like, slurring well, your you were words, having a problem. Like, you were having a problem here talking about your Nightwatcher speech. So maybe you would need a flask with you. Oh, you think so? Yeah. You maybe gotta, to loosen up. To maybe, loosen up maybe a little bit, yeah. to be loose. No, but George Clooney's a, I mean, he's, I don't know. I don't know about this. He, but it, Alex, Bal- Alec Baldwin was making fun of him in the beginning, wasn't he? Yeah, I saw some dark looks between them. Yeah. It was weird. They were, I don't know if those were supposed to be jokes, but they weren't funny no, at all. Because George Clooney yeah. looked so serious and grumpy, and I was like, oh, did he just strike a chord? No, it was ridiculous. Now, listen, Russell, where, uh, I mean, not where, how are you listening to the show? Are you listening on your iPhone? What are you doing? You stream. Okay, you, I like that. Love it. Does cool. that mean you yeah. can see us? He can see us right now. Actually, yeah. If we, if we look up in this camera right now, I think everyone is on. I don't know how many people are on Ustream can you right see now, us? but we can wave at our Ustream connection. Russell, can you see me? I think you guys are. Oh, yes. You guys are waving now. <laughs> yeah. I think we're delayed a little bit. Oh. You are delayed a little bit. Oh, okay. But we appreciate you calling in, dude. And uh, you, you can listen to the show on, on your iPhone. Actually, if you go to iPhone.kylelive.com, you can listen like on the road. So you can plug in your iPhone on the, uh, you know, in like whatever. You know what I'm talking about. You can plug it in your car. What if he doesn't oh, have wow. an iPhone? If he doesn't have an iPhone, you can do it on your Blackberry oh, okay. or whatever. I think one. you can do all different types. Okay, good. I'm glad you have an Russell. All right. Uh, listen, Russell, uh, I'm going to put you back to Ricky and give Ricky your email address and stuff so we have it. Awesome. All right, one sec, man. Bye. We'll see, we'll see if Thank this works. You. Bye, Russell. Bye. Thank you so much. See you later. All right. Ru- I like or, Russell. He's a, cool, he's a cool <laughs> dude. See you later. Yeah, talk to See you later on Never <laughs> Into <laughs> See you later. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
Okay, You'll so see me later. <laughs> yeah, see me later. I'll uh, take care. All right, so let's see if this works right now. We didn't do this last show, but I want to see if we can get this to work. So hold on a second. It's time for weird news. I guess it worked. I guess that did really work. Okay, uh, so let's see. This is interesting. Um, did you know this was their law in the beginning of March, which was just obviously like a week ago? Did you know that uh, they passed a resolution for a cuss-free week here in California? No. So amid the ongoing and occasionally tense debate over how to clean up California's budget mess, lawmakers have taken time out to tidy something else almost as unmanageable, our language. Two weeks ago, the Assembly approved a ceremonial resolution turning the first week of March into, quote, cuss-free week. <laughs> Once finalized, say goodbye to four-letter words, a few choice compound words, and probably certain gestures as well. Not that police officers will be waiting with soap. That's not the point. According to California Assembly member Anthony Portianotino, <laughs> love these names, it's more about minding the delicate sensibilities of those around you, like your grandmother. When we're at our grandmother's house, we have respect and decorum. Are there more important things on our government's agenda right now? Sure, he concedes, but maybe a little civility is just the prescription to help break through that logjam. And obviously, for those of you who don't live in California, that's our budget mess here. We're a little bit broke. Uh, to keep folks bit. honest, Portentino is handing out no cuss jars to all 120 le- legislative offices in the Capitol and to government Ar- Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger. Every time a naughty word slips out, a few coins get dropped in. Interesting. So is that is a resolution a law or is that I guess it's not real? No, just it's just a, like a thing. But we should be we should be more worried about what's going on. Uh, this is kind of funny. And I, I thought it was funny because your name's in this. An Allison Park, Pennsylvania woman is suing Bank of America. Allegedly, they wrongfully repossessed her home and damaged her furniture and took her parrot. Oh, no. What? That's a duck. Okay. <laughs> 56-year-old Angela. 40. What? 46-year-old. What? You said 56-year-old. I did? Yeah, she's oh. 40. 46-year-old Angela Ianelli claims her mortgage payments were on time, but that didn't stop a bank contractor from trashing her home, taking her parrot named Luke and putting a padlock on the front door. Bank of America refused to comment on the suit, which seeks unspecified damages. Ianelli and her parrot Luke were eventually reunited, although I don't know anything about the home if, if they ever got back into it. But why? here's what I want to know about this story. Why would a bank contractor trash the home that they just repossessed? Don't they want to like go turn around and sell that? Why would you trash it? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I don't know how it that's It lowers done. the value. Yeah. I don't know why they would do that. Maybe it's just all taken out of uh, context. Right. Some regard or whatever. A 22-year-old woman in prison for drug trafficking was named Miss Captive Beauty 2010 during a beauty pageant <laughs> at a Mexican jail. Yes, this is true. Uh, the pageant name, uh, this, it translates to Captive Beauty. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the Spanish stuff because I know there's probably Spanish speaking listeners and i'm just gonna butcher Cerezo? it Cerezo, beleza cautiva oh cativa beleza cativa captive beauty is what it translates to okay anyway, was anyway it was organized at the Cerezo prison in juarez as part of monday's international women's day celebration the winner cecilia juarez beat 14 other participants in what was a unanimous decision from the judges who judged oh. that <laughs> other inmates <laughs> yeah what like who how do you choose that's just crazy i, I love that that's kind of cool it keeps funny. them busy in jail i guess i guess what do you do in a mexican jail anyway it's like all those criminals what do you have for lunch i would love to be in a mexican jail like the, the food they have in the cafeteria I'd be like oh yeah burritos again no problem <laughs> cheese enchiladas yeah i'd be like yeah give it to me 
Oh. Must stink in there though. Gosh, I love Mexican food. Oh, me too. It's like I, I think it's my favorite. Monday night for dinner. What'd uh, you have? Casa Vega. I had their. That's a good restaurant on here. If you guys are out in LA, Casa Vega is good in the so valley. Good. A New York City. This is kind of gross. A New York City chef has posted a recipe on his blog for what he calls, "unquote my spouse's mommy milk cheese." Oh. In other words, yes, <laughs> breast milk cheese. Gross. Daniel Angara, who co-owns the restaurant Clee Brasserie with his wife, Lori Mason, says they had a surplus of pumped milk for their newborn, Arabella Caroline. Oh, my God. And when their freezer ran out of space, he decided to experiment. The result? The breast milk cheese. A photo on his blog features the cheese encrusted with maple caramelized pumpkin and Concord grapes. Yeah, I could probably see this on the Food Network. Oh, gosh. I don't know why I'm so disgusted by that. Eh, You know, it's probably... Right, pretty good. Mar- maple, caramelized pumpkin, and Concord grapes. Yum. And breast milk? I don't know. I'm not into we it. We drink cow's breast milk. Why not? I don't know. It's- no, it's not breast milk from a cow. It's from their teat. Same thing. That's what I, that's what I actually, that's what we called them back in Chicago, teats. I love women with big teats. <laughs> really perky oh, teats. Oh, Lord. Are we allowed to say that? I think we can say anything. <laughs> we can say anything we want. Uh, okay. Moving on to the best segment in the world. This is Allison's favorite. The time is right for a nice warm drink of celebrity milk. Utterly delicious news. Or is that breast milk, by the way? <laughs> this is the uh, this is the breast milk segment of this week. You can call us 877-KYLE-424. Uh, we already got a call from Russell, which is great. We have one call so far in this new show. Yay. Russell's going to go down. Da- if we have something to give away, we'll give it to Russell. We have his yeah. email, right? You got it, Ricky? Perfect. I'm glad that worked out. The system's kind of cool. Isn't that sweet, Allison? I like it. All right. We're professionals Uh, here. So this is kind of funny. Speaking of milk, once again, these are, (laughs) this is a lot of milk happening right now. Um, And I I put extra milk in my coffee today just to, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Lindsay Lohan is suing E-Trade for $100 million claiming the company's recent commercial featuring a milkaholic baby named Lindsay was modeled after her. In the ad, which ran during the Super Bowl, a baby boy apologizes through video chat for not calling his girlfriend the night before because he was on E-Trade. The baby girl asks, and that milkaholic Lindsay wasn't over? Another baby girl appears on screen, presumably Lindsay, and asks, Milka, what? I actually have this clip. We'll listen to it in a second. In the lawsuit, Lowen's lawyer insists that his client has the same single name recognition as Oprah Winfrey and Madonna. I don't think so. I disagree with that. The company that produced the ad says the baby was named after a member of their account team. Do you want to hear this? Yeah. All right, so this is the E-Trade commercial. So, yeah, sorry about last night. Yeah, I just don't understand why you didn't call. Yeah, well, I, I was on E-Trade, you know, diversifying my portfolio, <laughs> taking control like a wolf. Right. <laughs> What's that? That's volatility in the market. <laughs> taking care of. Wolf style. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and that milkaholic Lindsay wasn't over? Lindsay? Milka what? Okay, I saw that during the Super Bowl. Not once did I think that they were talking about Lindsay Lohan. You didn't. You never even considered it. Not even. But that's the joke, though. My mind. Milkaholic, alcoholic, Lindsay. I mean, it's pretty. So you think they they did that on purpose? I think they. Yeah, but there's they can't prove that at all. They can say like, "What are you talking about?" And so there's no. She doesn't have one. Like when you think of Lindsay, you're not going to be like Lohan. No, like, like Ever. that's what I'm saying. Like when I saw that commercial, I just thought she's not that yeah, famous. Lindsay is, they said they also named it for like a popular baby name. Like I just thought it was the, they picked out a name 
And I thought it was funny. And I didn't, it never entered my head that they were talking about Lindsay Lohan. They were ready for this, by the way, though. I think they did. I think that really, really was. Really? Oh, yeah. I think it was all planned out for sure. I just. And they had, they, they knew what they were getting into. They knew. I, there, there's no way. Really? Like, I, I, she's not like a homewrecker to me. Like, I don't know. She's not. I'm trying to think of somebody else that I would, I would like say is like, you know, steals people's boyfriends. But Lindsay, like, I never thought that for a second. I don't know. I, but milkaholic, Lindsay, it's like just, they go together. Oh, no. Like, I didn't even, I just thought it was funny. Ricky says like, he agrees with me, by the way. So, huh. That they were talking about Lindsay Lohan? Yeah. They knew what they were doing. Oh. They agree. Totally. They totally knew what they were doing. Oh. Like, think about it. Yeah, exactly. Milkaholic. It, 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 it is basically, they knew what they were doing, but Gosh. they did it in such a way that they can get out of it. There's no way. I guarantee you the lawyers have this all prepared. I suing $100 million. Yeah, yeah she why a hundred like, million? Stressed. I mean, she's like been stressed over it and had so much anxiety, and I'm like, who she's cares? Poor. Like, she's laugh. poor. That's why she spent it all on crack. Mm-hmm. She spent it all on crack cocaine. There's, she needs money, so a hundred million dollars will cover her for the next year or two. Wait, is crack cocaine? Or yeah, is crack something different. No, from crack cocaine? is c- cocaine. Why does it's it- a different? It's like a, it's a solidified version that you can smoke. Don't ask why. No, I watch a lot of intervention. Okay, oh, okay. <laughs> so no cocaine deal. is is powder form. Crack cocaine is. It's like a cheaper form, I guess. It's a, oh, I, the, crack uh, is? Yeah, crack is why it's like a street, more of a street, like cocaine's oh. more of a higher class drug, I guess. Oh. It's more expensive. And crack cocaine's Powerful. more of a street drug, I guess, because I don't know. I don't oh, really okay. know why, Okay. but I just know that it's a firmer, ver- it's like a, they come in crystals, right? Or, no, that's meth. I don't know. Oh, they come in know. hard things. But I, I'm glad we're talking about this because I, on, like, I really didn't, maybe I'm, I just don't really think about Lindsay as being a one named person like when her mom even was quoted saying like everybody knows you know Lindsay as Lindsay just like they know Cher as Cher and Madonna as Madonna and I'm like oh my gosh don't even put your daughter in the same realm. the name Lohan maybe yeah if they would have said like I don't know just something if they said Lindsay Lohan the girl with red hair that was once an alcoholic if they would have like yeah there was a couple they'd have to put throw a couple more things in there we have a girl Lindsay on our um Kia team and that's the like she's the only Lindsay I know, so that's the first person I thought of. That's hilarious. So you were Lindsay. like, "Oh, I have a Lindsay on my team, and she's an alcoholic. Yeah. It's crazy." No, she's, she's not an alcoholic. She has one. Na- she has one. Uh, one word name recognition. But that's from you. That's I thought of my friend Lindsay before I thought of Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> so, so just if, if 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 like it was she should you sue. Know, we should, Kathy, all if they would put Kathy, I would have thought thought of Kathy. I think there needs to be a class action lawsuit from everyone named Lindsay in the U.S. <laughs> And they should just all go after each. They're all. We're all of one name recognition. Yeah. We're all named Lindsay. Hello, my friends know me as Lindsay. Hello, this is hurting my image in my town. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know. Eight seven seven Kyle four two four. And of course, we probably won't get any more callers. I'm just being negative. No big deal. Uh, Andy Richter still has Conan O'Brien's back. The former Tonight Show sidekick returned to TV yesterday, filling in for Regis Philbin on Regis and Kelly, and he took the opportunity to bash Jay Leno and NBC, asked if he bore any ill will towards Jay and the network. Richter said, yes, I do. Why wouldn't I? I mean, my God, I'd be some sort of self-hater. He also took issue with Jay, saying he had no choice in reclaiming The Tonight Show because NBC wouldn't let him out of his contract, which you know how multi... This is a quote, by the way. He said, which you know how multimillionaires are always being forced to do things they don't want to do. It's frustrating. <laughs> Richter, who's still under contract with NBC, says oh. it's a distinct possibility that he'll be joining Conan on his rumored tour. Wow. Uh, here's him talking to uh, 
Kelly Ripa. Is it Ripa or Ripa? Ripa? Ripa. Okay, good. I was right. I like start, I'm like second guessing myself now as soon as I start messing up. All right, so here's Andy Richter talking to Kelly Ripa. Do you have any ill feelings towards NBC and Jay? Not that you're going to be honest, but go ahead. Go for it. Um, yes. <laughs> yes, I do. That's awesome. That's, that's hilarious. That's so awesome. I just love how real he's. Yeah, I, you know, I feel so bad for Conan, man. It, I that's do not. Too. I mean, that's like his dream, and then it's all taken away from him. You like know, six months after it was six months. It's nothing. I mean, it, li- listen. I get sad when nobody calls the show, and it's like imagine. <laughs> it's just a dream of mine to have a lot of callers, and uh, I can't imagine that. You know, being on like an actual big show like that, and that being a dream of mine, and it being completely the same right. as getting no callers. It's it doesn't make sense. Does it? <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense to you guys, but uh, it did to me, and it was wonderful. Oh. Uh, so you guys remember this Letterman extortionist, right? Yes. Robert Halderman. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, CBS producer Robert Joel Halderman pled guilty yesterday to trying to extort $2 million from David Letterman. In the plea deal, Halderman, a producer for 48 hours, will serve six months in jail. He placed. Uh, he's going to be placed on probation for five years. He's going to perform 1,000 hours of community service and give up his right to an appeal. Halderman told the judge... In September of 2009, I attempted to extort $2 million from David Letterman by threatening to disclose personal and private information about him, whether true or false. Halderman's extortion attempted, uh, attempt pr- prompted, jeez Louise, Halderman's extortion, blah, blah. Okay. Can you, can you read that for me? I'm having an issue. Halderman's extortion attempt prompted Letterman to admit on air last October that he had had affairs with staff members. Man, that is so annoying. I can't believe I, I can read that. But anyway, that's amazing though. So, let's see here. We have uh, we have Amber calling from New York. She's 19. Uh, Amber, how are you? Welcome to the show. I'm great. How are you? We're good. Hi. We're good. We're happy that you're joining us, Amber. Congratulations, Allison. Thank you. For what? What did she do? For the engagement. Oh, oh thank engage- you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, what did I do? Did I win something? <laughs> she, she was like, this is like the reverse yes. radio show no. call. I just called because uh, you seemed really, really sad, Kyle. So, oh, thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Amber. I, I was gonna have to like bring him out of this. This is the depression. funny. Let me tell you something. This is the funny thing about about the caller situation is you. Ah! Need, are you okay? <laughs> that was my sister. Did oh, she scare you? <laughs> what did she just do to you? Did she tase you? She just screamed. It wasn't me screaming. That was my sister. Oh my god! How old is she? She is actually 17 years old. Put her on the phone. I want to talk to her. Put her on the phone. Okay, here you go. Here's my sister. What? Hey, what's her name? Sarah. Why, Sarah, why are you yelling so loud? Is something wrong? <laughs> no. What are you doing over there? Hi. She just gave me back the phone. Okay, she's, oh. she was nervous. I know radio is a scary thing. She got <laughs> well, tell her to be quiet. You're on, you're on air right now. Yes, I know. I thought something bad was I was like, okay, this is breaking news right now <laughs> yeah. out of New York. Amber being attacked by her younger sister, 19 years old. 17. No, she, she's 19. Amber's oh, 19. Amber's 19, well, yeah. I'm 19, yeah. yeah. So, uh, l- listen, Amber, do you have anything to say about Letterman or uh, Andy Richter or any of this interesting stuff we're talking about? Or do you, um, not, do you not really well, care about it? I know. Anything? I just read what you were saying about Lindsay Lohan in the paper today, so... What? Isn't that crazy? Did you, think, did you think that they, that E Trade was talking about Lindsay Lohan? Um, I, I think they were. Oh, okay, 
I totally agree. Oh, here, this is, this is by the way, this is going to be the poll of the week on the website. Okay, okay. guys? Did you vote, oh, by cool. the way? Poll of the week. Did you vote on, uh, did you vote on Ricky's nickname, Amber? Yes, I did. I voted for Random Ricky. Yeah, that's winning. I think that's his new name, Random Ricky. Yeah, I didn't want to vote Intern Ricky because of Rachel. Yeah, I agree. kind of seemed like it was. It's redundant, right? Yes. Not necessary. All right, stay on the phone right now because we're going to play, uh, you can listen to this. We're going to play uh, this producer apology from CBS, uh, the Letterman producer. Hold on a second. Let's listen to this report. I just want to say uh, that again, I apologize to Mr. Letterman, his family, Stephanie Burkett, her family, and certainly to my friends and family. I will not be doing any interviews, and uh, I thank you all for your Wow, that was really hard to hear, but uh, I, I don't remember it being that difficult to hear when I checked it out. Uh, Amber, what do you think about this? Do you think this um, is, is this a big deal to you or not really? Do you not really even care about David Letterman? I don't really care about David Letterman. <laughs> but I also read about this in the paper, too. And I think it's he's just sorry because he got caught, as everybody else is. Right. So. Exactly. See, I That's agree with you. I agree with you. I think he's only sorry because he was caught. If this you know, would have all went down like he planned, which was poor, by the way, poor planning. But if it all went down, we wouldn't hear about this and it wouldn't be a big deal. And he wouldn't be sorry about it, I'm sure. He'd probably still be right. working at CBS. Now is he going to go to jail and and uh, maybe he can enter the the like Mister Olympia contest in, in oh, jail yeah. here in the U.S. The beauty pageant. Oh. I don't know. It's crazy. All right, stand like yeah, Amber. Give your email address to Ricky. Okay. Thank you for calling. All right, cool. We love you. We love right, New York bye. City. And uh, keep listening to the show. Hey, listen. Yeah, oh, oh, go ahead, yeah New York. I'm going to be in New York in three weeks. Maybe you guys can meet up. Really? Yeah, I'm working, yeah, we should I'm totally working hang the, out. I'm working the auto show for Kia. <laughs> Woo! There okay. You go, go to the auto show. Go say hi to, to Kia, and maybe Allison will be there. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Alrighty. All right. Uh, stay on the line, all right? And Ricky will we'll, uh, right. we'll talk to you here in a second. Oh, I like Amber. She's nice. All right. That was fun. Uh, okay, so let's see here. What else do we have for you? Uh, oh, this is, a, this is a big deal. Yeah. Marie Osmond's son. Mm-hmm jumping out of a window or off of a, a roof mm-hmm. the 911 call made after marie osmond's son michael committed suicide has been released in the call a neighbor tells dispatchers that she saw someone flying from the roof of an la apartment building 18 year old michael Bryan leapt to his death on february 26th he was laid to rest monday in provo utah now here is the 911 call Check i don't out. know they're on the street like i saw someone come down from the roof and i looked down and it was and they're on the street. Somebody fell from the roof? I don't know if they fell, if they jumped. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. You can hear in her voice. Awful. Just the, Her voice is shaking. She's, uh, she's obviously scared. And this is yeah. just, uh, this is just a neighbor. I can't imagine having to see that. Because That's what I tried. I, it, that must be surreal. I've seen a dead body before. Have you really? Yeah, I was working the Miami Auto Show. Why does my life... Like That's all you do. <laughs> That's why she's never on the show anyway. Yeah. Um, and we were walking we were, or we we're taking a taxi cab to this like lounge or this restaurant bar or something. And there was a lot of traffic. So we're like, oh, we'll just get out and walk. And so we're like, la da da, like walking, walking, walking. And then like we get too close because I see like this wrecked car. I look to the left. I see like a motorcycle that's completely mangled. And then I look back at the car and I see under the car a body. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You just saw it lay, you saw this person yeah. just laying there, and I just was like so shocked. It like took a while for my mind to really understand it. But to see somebody 
it's like you know after September 11th, like seeing right. the bodies jumping out. Of that the was windows, crazy, and it's know? so like surreal because it, it, like, it doesn't feel normal. You no. don't even feel shocked in a way because it's like I felt so... like this this tinge in like the bottom of my stomach, like just like oh my god, like this isn't right, this isn't right. right. And I, I like I feel really strongly about this um, incident. Him, yeah, like him committing suicide because I've been reading that like he is gay or was gay. And his church didn't recognize that, and so he struggled with that. And so I think this might have something to do, right? With the fact it, it, that it doesn't help that he couldn't figure out his identity, he couldn't figure out, his... and, and the fact that his like church that he grew up in wouldn't accept him, wouldn't accept him. Now and I just, they're Mormon, I, hate... I believe, yes, right? And yes. so that's a strict. I mean, the Mormon right. religion's very strict. And I just I have a hard time with 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 people who I understand like wanting to have a religion, and I understand because I'm very like into my church. But I mean, with everything I think in the world, like the church has issues too, and they have problems and it's impossible to believe everything. And I think as long as you have like your faith within you and it's a personal thing, like for people that try and live a hundred percent of their lives, like, like this, this could be, you know, people could completely disagree with me, but for people to live a hundred percent of their life lives by the church, this is what happens. Right. Something like something so tragic. You put so like, much faith in the church itself and, and what they're which, giving and you. They're, which this church is denying everything that you are. Like I just, right. I have such a hard time with that. Yeah, I agree. It's not, I, I completely agree with you. And I think it's unfair for, uh, you know, I just, man, it's tough because. Did you see uh, Roseanne Barr like, say, wrote honest. like it's an just, open letter to, to about this? I didn't. And she was talking about the same thing that I'm saying. She's like, how can you like, or I guess they were kind of putting down Marie Osmond saying, you know, like, cause she said a quote, like, I would just need to pray and like go to church. And Roseanne Barr was like, how can you go back to the Institute that like practically killed your son? Like, why are you going to continue to give them money and continue to support when they are who killed your son? And she was really open about it, which, you know, she's never one to shy away from telling her opinion, but I agreed with her. She's loud spoken. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to pull up the letter right now to see if we can check this out. Yeah. Roseanne Barr blames suicide of Marie Osmond's son on sexual preference mm-hmm. in the church. Late last month, the 17-year-old son of Marie Osmond jumped from his Los Angeles apartment building and killed himself. It was a tragic event, and the reaction of most celebrities was to pass along their sympathy to the family before politely leaving the Osmonds alone. Except for Roseanne Barr, that is. The former sitcom star is taken to her blog and randomly cited Marie's son's homosexuality as the basis for his death, placing a lot of the blame on Osmond's church and pretty much calling, what is this? Where, where's the rest of this thing? This is celebrify.com. C-E-L-E-B-R-I-F-I. This is live right now, coming to you guys. I don't know what, the, here we go. Read the full story at celebrity go, the hollywoodgossip.com. We're going to check this out. Let's see if we can find this letter. Here's what she wrote on her blog. Marie Osmond's poor gay son killed himself because he had been told how wrong and how sick he was every day of his life by his church and the people in it. Calling that depression is a lie because that's what he was apparently, yeah. I guess that's what they were saying. He's depressed. Yet the Osmonds still talk lovingly about the church saying nothing about its extremely anti-gay crusade. Marie also has a gay daughter. Hey, I want her and all the gay kids in the world to know that they are just fine being gay and that they deserve love and respect instead of insults and rebuke. I have gay people in my family and my circle of friends and I'm kicking bigot ass and taking names. Mm-hmm. Wow, this is a long letter. We won't read it all. but Yeah, but it just... I, don't, I, I thought it had a lot of truth in it. Wow, I mean, it's really... I mean, this is... 
I, th- I, it, I to say that it has nothing to do with depression is wrong, though. It is dep- That's what caused his depression. I'm I'm sure. I mean, I'm. Don't Some of these the things person, are but... very harsh, though. Yeah, but that's her. I mean, wow. Some of these are. You guys should look up this letter. It's unbelievable. All right. But you know what? She is right about a lot of this stuff. I'm looking that's at it. I'm She's saying. right it's about like, a it's lot. Harsh, of it. but I'm sorry. I'm sick She's of people the, like sugarcoating everything. Like right. she's speaking. I think is she might be offending some people, but she's actually in a lot of ways speaking the truth. Mm -hmm. That's horrible, though. I mean, she says some really mean, cruel things. There, she could have said it a little bit nicer. (laughs) But that then she wouldn't be Roseanne. She is who she is. This is what this is what the Hollywood Gospel dot com says. The only reaction we can come up with to this letter is what the f? Who calls out the mother of a son that just committed suicide? Mm. <laughs> That's a good point. THG readers sending your most hateful judgments on Roseanne right now. Oh my gosh. Okay. Wow. Well, I mean, I think. Yeah. Yeah. See, this is what somebody Maggie says this on on the Hollywood gossip. Roseanne should have waited to say what she is saying and then make the statement more general. But she's right. I'm get. I'm. It, it's getting so boring, isn't it? The way people pick one one another for things that just are. Well, anyway. Yeah. All right. And this is interesting. I'd look up the letter if I was you guys, but. uh we appreciate you guys tuning in once again. I know that uh, this is not Saturday morning right now. What we're trying to do uh, is do the shows when possible, when Allison's around, so that, uh, you know, it's just a little easier on everybody. And we're, we're going to try to do Saturday morning, not this Saturday morning, but I think next one, right? And Ricky's going to Chicago, so we hope he has a safe journey. And uh, here's the deal. You can listen on your iPhone. Uh, what is it? HTTP colon slash slash iPhone.KyleLive.com. If you go there on your iPhone or BlackBerry, you should hit those streams. There's like a 3G stream and a 2G stream. You can listen to us live on there. We're also live on Ustream and uh, all these crazy websites. KyleLive.com. Mm-hmm. You can follow me on Twitter, Twitter.com slash Kyle Sherman. And, uh, Twitter.com slash Allison M. Tyler. Perfect. And Ricky is Ricky, uh, how do you say it? Notchbar? Knockbar? N-A-C-H-B-A-R. Sweet. It's as easy as that. All right, guys. Appreciate it. You can download this episode on iTunes or any of the awesome uh, media things. And uh, guys, here's the new closing of the show. Tell me if you like it. This has been another episode of Kyle Sherman Live. And we're sorry. Head to KyleLive.com for old episodes and more.